Hey, Ryan, how do I get project-based learning started at my school? I've gotten some form of this question nearly every day for the last decade from engaged educators just like you. So at Magnify Learning, we've created a free download to get you started. Whether you're a superintendent, principal, coach, or teacher, go to whatispbl.com to get started on your project-based learning journey today. Are you ready to bring project-based learning to your school? The PBL Simplified Podcast will help equip you for your PBL journey with weekly need-to-knows, engaging interviews, PBL showcases from facilitators in the classroom, and PBL leadership episodes to move you towards a successful implementation of PBL. Because every learner deserves to be a part of an inspiring story, and we see daily that project-based learning helps make this happen. If you want me to answer your PBL need-to-know on the podcast, visit whatispbl.com and click on Ask Ryan to submit your question. Welcome to the PBL Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Stoyer. This is episode 106, and today we're talking about goals. Somehow we've made it into December. You've probably noticed that there's a a busyness about. But what you need to do as a leader is you need to be able to carve out time, deep work time, even in the busy times. It has to be so important to you that you have time to look forward to see how is the vision going. In business, we talk we talk about the idea of working on the business, not always in the business. You have time to pull out work on the business. Same thing for you as a school leader. You've got a you're you're making the school work. There's all those things that you have to do to get through the day, but you also need time to pull out and work on your school and yourself. You need some PD time. I recommend at least a half hour where you shut your door. Yes, you have an open door policy. You should probably rethink that a little bit. But create a closed door policy for a half hour from 9 to 9.30. If you that sounds impossible, just do it on a Tuesday. Start on Tuesday, half hour, your door's closed. The only thing that opens for is if the superintendent's here, there's a huge fight or one other thing you, you can put on that list. But everything else just waits. Doesn't suddenly go away, but it just waits. If you need more help with figuring out deep work, go back to episode 64 on this PBL Simplified podcast, episode 64, and I talk about how leaders need to have time for deep work. And the reason you need to carve it out even in December is that January is coming, right? January is coming. It's going to be a new year. And as we're about to talk about, all beginnings are hopeful, That's going to be part of our goal conversation today. All beginnings are hopeful, but you need to plan for those. You need to be able to set goals, to set goals, and you have to plan for those. And you can't wait till December 31st and say, oh, I'm going to set some New Year's resolutions. You're more strategic than that. Your goals are bigger than that. If you had a goal that was, you know, to ride your bike more, maybe you could write that down without much thought. But your goals are bigger than that. I'm not saying you need a lot of goals. In fact, James Clear is going to help us carve those down and eliminate a lot of goals so you can be effective. But you do need time. My friend and mentor, Dan Miller, 48 Days to the Work You Love, is a New York Times bestselling author. He wrote the forward to my book that comes out in January. He recommends that you actually do it 48 days before the year. I think that's November 17th. So that's when he has his goals established, written out, and planned. And the reason he does that is it gives you some momentum going into the new year. When you set those goals, it's things that you start to think about. 
you start to do some of those things. And a lot of times your goals can often be achieved before you even hit the end of the year. So if you have a weight loss goal or a a planning goal or a reading goal, you can start working on that right away. But you have to acknowledge it and get it on the board. So now I'm starting to get into, into our topic again. But the first thing you need to do is set aside time to plan your goals. I'm going to put in the show notes, uh, Dan Miller's Guide to Setting Goals. I've been using it for a couple of years now. I really like it. It's pretty comprehensive, but it takes time. You have to set aside some time. And I would even say the wording in here is important. We'll put a link to the PDF in the show notes so you can download it. And he starts with, all beginnings are hopeful. It's a quote from the president of Oxford University. He spoke this to freshmen in 1944 in the midst of a world war. All beginnings are hopeful. And we talked about it in a prior episode as well that you know Seth Godin talks about this in The Dip. Whenever you start something new, there's this excitement, some momentum, and then things tend to get tough. But all beginnings are hopeful. So when you have a new year, people tend to be open. They want to hear that vision again. So you're going to want to launch the vision again. Even if they've heard it a thousand times, they're going to need to hear it a thousand more times to know that that's still the flag we're going towards, to get them energized, to get them moving. And then we want to set some specific things in in place to achieve those goals. But what we're focusing on today is setting the goals, being ready to communicate those. And here's another reason why. Dan says this in his in his work, he says, in all of my years of life coaching, and Dan's been doing life coaching for decades, I've never seen a person who has clear plans and goals who is also depressed. They just don't go together because all beginnings are hopeful. When we set goals and we move towards them, that's how we define success. The definition of success, the progressive realization of worthwhile goals. The progressive realization of worthwhile goals. You're going to hit February here in a couple months, and I hate to bring up February this early, but you you start slogging through February. It's a tough month in education. But if we know that we're progressively realizing worthwhile goals, that energizes us. That gets us hopeful. That gets your staff excited. But if you don't have those goals that we're moving towards or making progress towards, it's hard to see that. And it's hard to be energized. It's hard to be so encouraged. So, one thing I really like about Dan's goal-setting pieces is that, here's another quote from Dan, achieving goals is more about our mindset than about our identification of specific targets in the future. Another way Dan says this is it's you don't want to create a to-do list for your goals, more of a passion list. Like, what gets you fired up? Like, when you set goals, you should be excited about those goals to go run after them. Yes, there will be some targets that you need to hit moving forward, some habits that you need to create. So, James Clear will help teach us. You're going to put habits connected to those goals. But when you set that goal, you need to be fired up about that goal, right? You want to be excited about that goal. You want to be able to see it. When you sit and have a vision time, which you should have, you know, John Maxwell says he has a thinking chair in his office. He just, that's, he sits in that chair when he goes to think. You have a vision chair, right? A separate place where you just kind of sit over there and see your goals become reality. So when you work through Dan's uh, goal setting sheet, which we'll have attached, um, he's going to start with three-year goals. You're going to start with three-year goals that get you fired up, passionate about those, and then you work your way backwards. Then you're going to make deposits into 
your life that leads you towards those three-year goals. Same thing with your staff. Like Put that vision out there and then show them as you go throughout the year, hey, we're getting closer to this goal. Look, it's working. We're realizing this worthwhile goal. Here's a quote from Dan in his, his sheet again. It says, there's something magical that happens when you write down your goals. I've seen people transform their levels of success almost instantly, simply as a result of getting clearly defined and written goals. And I think as high-performing leaders, a lot of times we think, well, I know where I'm taking my school. I know where I'm taking myself. I'm getting better each day. But when you write them down, you take the time to write them down. First thing you're going to notice is it's kind of difficult. It's hard. It's like, I know where we're going. We're going to be student-centered. We're going to have community partners in here. Uh, You know, the teachers are going to be facilitators more than lecturers. Like, I can see it. Okay, write it down. Write that down. And you're going to see that it's, it's a little wordy to start with because you're not totally clear and concise. And if you take the time, give me a half hour block, give yourself a half hour block, I should say, a half hour block to work on goals and take your wordy goal, great place to start, and narrow it down. Make it more concise to where it's a very clear set goal. And when you write it down, that's when things start to happen. Because now you're thinking about it as you go throughout your day. Resources and books seem to jump off the shelf because they're connected to your goals because they're clearly aligned. Podcasts are like, yes, that's the episode I need. That matches my goals. right? And then other books can be pushed to the side. Dan's going to walk you through several areas of life, which I appreciate. It's not just professional goals. He has financial goals. He's got physical goals. You need to have energy in order to do this work. If your energy is suffering, if you're not sleeping, if you're not exercising, if you're not eating right, your goals are suffering. You could be doing better. Professional development, we all know that well. You've got several podcasts, eight podcasts probably in your library that you listen to regularly. You're constantly getting better. That's one area of life. How about family? Those relationships that you have with others. What goals do you have there? I like to set those very intentionally. Spiritual goals, whole nother section. I read through the Bible once a year. That's one of my major goals each year. Social goals. What, is it, what does it look like? How do you connect with your friends? That can be difficult as a high performing leader. Sometimes we don't set aside time for that. You say, well, I'm not going to set goals for my friends, Ryan. Well, why not? See if it gets you fired up. And then, of course, career. Like, what are, what are your big ambitions? What is it that you want to achieve when you're in this, this position or maybe even the next? So, what I'm going to encourage you to do then is take Dan's goal setting sheet and then we're going to put it in conjunction with James Clear from Atomic Habits. If you haven't read Atomic Habits, you certainly should. You should get on James's email list. It is a weekly email that really is filled with wisdom. I absolutely love it. That's one that I read each week. And he's got a process to ruthlessly eliminate your goals. So after you go through Dan's sheet, you probably have too many goals and you probably can't focus on all of them. And if you focus on, try to focus on all these goals, you're going to end up half achieving all of your goals instead of fully achieving really important goals. So that's why I like to take Dan's work to go big and I think Dan would recommend the exact same thing. You need to find a couple of goals you're really fired up about. And then I take it through James's filter. So James Clear has this filter of goal setting. It's a little bit different because his are going to be around habits. So he says the goal is kind of your rudder and your habits are the oars. So the goal is going to tell you where to go. It's the flag that's out there, but that doesn't suddenly make it happen. 
to use Dan's wording, is you make daily deposits. And James Clear would say the same thing, right? It's your habits that are helping you make those daily deposits. Here's from James Clear. Goal setting is not only about choosing the rewards you want to enjoy, but also the costs you are willing to pay. So yes, we get fired up and passionate about our goals, but they take work. You're a high achiever. You're setting big goals. What are you willing to pay in this season of life? And I'd say, what are you not willing to pay? That might eliminate some of your goals. It's eliminated several of my goals. It's like, there are some things that I want to do in this first quarter of 2023. It's like, well, I can't do all of those and have the balance that I want with family, friends, other passions that I have. And really for things to be sustainable within Magnify Learning. Right, so I have to choose some of those bigger goals and then put some aside. Not because I'm weak and I don't want to pay. It's like, where do I want to put my equity, my energy towards? Because I can't put it everywhere. So James Clear is going to really hone in on eliminating some of those goals. Another thought that I love that he brings is the idea of a system. So here are a couple of his examples. If you're a coach, Your goal is to win a championship. Your system is what your team does at practice every day. If you're a writer, your goal is to write a book. Your system is the writing schedule that you follow each week. If you're a principal, a leader, your goal is to implement your vision for your school. Your system is your professional development schedule that gets your staff prepared for that. Right? Maybe it's your PLC system. Right, You draw that out, but you're going to have your goal and then you're going to have a system that helps you achieve that goal. If you don't have a system, your goal will not be achieved. James, again, is going to have us ruthlessly eliminate goals. And then I love this part. He's got a section. Again, we'll link it. But he's got several different priority setting mechanisms that he links in here. The Eisenhower box that you've seen before, you know, urgent, important, not urgent, not important, right? How do you do or eliminate or delegate those things? The Ivy Lee method, which is one that I think I'm going to implement this year. So this is one I'm going to try. I'm always experimenting to see what brings me my best life. The best life is going to be one where I'm achieving these goals throughout the year, worthwhile goals. And I include my family in those goals. So that counts as that, right? So that's where my balance comes in, if you will. I don't know that balance is the right word for me, but I'm living in this passionate area and I'm always trying different systems. So the the Ivy Lee method comes into play. Charles Schwab was one of the richest men in the world and he was a president of the Bethlehem Steel Corporation. So they built ships and the second largest steel producer. And this was in 1918. So he's very successful, highly efficient leader. And Lee comes in and basically says, hey, I can help your executives. Give me 15 minutes with them. Schwab says, how much is it going to cost? Lee says, nothing, unless it works. So after three months, if it works, you send me a check for whatever you think it's worth. So Lee goes in and talks to every executive for 15 minutes. And here's the process. At the end of each workday, Write down the six most important things you need to accomplish tomorrow. And do not write down more than six tasks. Prioritize those six items in order of true importance. When you get in tomorrow, you focus on the first task. You work until that first task is done before moving on to the second. And then you approach in 
the same fashion at the end of that day. Any unfinished items go to the six tasks for the following day and you continue. So six things, six major things in your to-do list. Is there still going to be some, some noise of email and phone calls? Yep. But six major things. And then you continually rotate until those things are done. So how did it work? Three months later, Schwab writes Lee a check for $25,000. Well, in 1918, that's the equivalent of $400,000. That's pretty significant. That makes me think it works. That makes me think I should try it. And I'm sure you're thinking, there's no way I could just have six things on my to-do list. So when I look at something like that, I look at the background around it. I look at who recommended it. And I could that work for me? And I'm going to try it. I'm going to give it three months and see where I'm at. And then I might adjust. I might adjust it. You know, maybe it becomes three. Michael Hyatt suggests three big things each day. But I'm going to see if that can work in my workflow. So take a look at the link that we have. There are some other other pieces that will uh, push your thinking. Warren Buffett's 25-5 rule is pretty awesome, as well as the 20 the 20 slot rule. So we'll link those in the show notes and you just got to find something that, that works for you, but don't ignore it because you think you're too busy or you don't have time for it. You need time for this. And if you're like, I don't have that, Ryan, there's no way I can get that. I'm going to push back on that. It will seem like it, but I'm going to give you a little bit of episode 64, the deep work talk. What happens is when you have an open door policy, everybody knows that they can come in and they say, hey, Ryan, is it okay if I take off tomorrow? Yeah, sure. Hey, Ryan, can I get a field trip form? Hey, and they file in. But if they know that from Tuesday, from on Tuesday, from nine to nine thirty, you close your door and you're doing important work and you tell people, I'm doing the visionary work that we need to lead this school. Oh, Okay. Nobody says, ah, I can't believe you're doing that. It's like, no, that's what they want you to do. You're the leader. You have to make time for that. And by the way, Saturday afternoon does not count as making time for the visionary work. Stop doing that. Stop working on that time. Bring it back into your workday. Push it into there and see where it fits. It can fit. There are leaders that are doing it. You should be doing it too. Okay, you need that rest on the weekends. I know there's some exceptions because you're educational leaders and there are some things that you have, but you can do this. I've pushed leaders at every level to do this and you can find that time. And when you do, it changes your practice. It changes what you do. So you have to get into that deep work. So continue to stay tuned in in December to the PBL Simplified podcast. Next week, I have my friends from Scotland coming in to talk about how they started a PBL school. And we actually have a follow-up episode to the one in Scotland where we do a work session together. So you can kind of do a fly on the wall and listen to our work session that we have too. So two episodes coming up from my friends in Scotland. So I think you're going to really love that. We're going to talk about reflection at the end of the year. And we also have another PBL leadership guest coming on. So keep your podcast rolling through December. Some really good content coming your way. And so we can engage your learners, tackle boredom, and transform your classrooms.